We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Total Celebrity segment. I'm excited to welcome to the program Academy Award nominee. We all know her from The Nanny and much, much more, Renee Taylor. We're going to talk about Tango Shalom, her career today. Renee, thanks for stopping by. How are you? Thank you. I'm glad you told everybody who I was because a lot of people think it's Angela Lansbury. <laughs> really? Oh, my. Well, you know, I, I remember you from The Nanny, and we're going to go back, but I am just really a connoisseur when it comes to your resume. And it goes back to your opportunity to work with Mel Brooks. And before that, comedy. You were a comedian in the 1960s. Tell us a little bit about those challenges to be a, com- a woman comedian at that time, for sure. Well, I wanted to be a dramatic actress, but I was having trouble getting work. So they said, try comedy. It's easier to get work. So I said, okay. So that's why I switched to comedy. And I was in a, uh, I auditioned for Elaine May and uh, I was in her improvised show <coughs> called um, the, uh, the Premise. And this was about 50 years ago before I met my husband. And then uh, she told Mel, uh, Mike Nichols about me. And so then I was in an understudy in his show. And when I went on, uh, Mel Brooks was there. He had come to see Gene Wilder. And that's how I got uh, to do the producers. And a couple of months ago, he said to me, did I ever thank you? for being in the producers? And I said, no. He said, well, I thank you now. I remember your audition. And he imitated me. He said, you were one of 30 girls. And he said, this is what you did when you came to the audition. And that's how I got the part. And he remembered me 45 years later. Wow. Isn't that amazing? His, his, he, he's an amazing talent, isn't he? And just so many ways and how he really understands and remembers people. Wow. Can you imagine that? Remember something back that time, especially with all the things he's done. That's got to feel great for you for sure. Yeah. I didn't even remember. <laughs> that, and go figure, right? For sure. And the thing that's also interesting is to get to get that a lot of people just think of you from the nanny and you've done so many other projects. But when you talk about getting an Academy Award, being an Academy Award nominee and also working with your late husband in this whole process, it's got to feel great. It's something that it's something you'll never forget. And then it kind of even sheds light to when we talk about Tango Shalom, about working with a life partner like that and doing great things together, for sure. Thank you. And what about my little boy, Gabriel Bologna, who, who directed this movie? What fun it was to be directed by your son, because usually I call him about five times a day. So this time I just had to say, Gabe! And there it was. And that and that's the best. So kind of tell us about that experience, first of all, be getting the Academy Award nominee and how it felt to be working with your husband on that project. Well, when we met, I said to him, why don't we write together? We can write much better than the plays we see. He said, "Okay, I'll try. So three years later, we came up with Love is Another Strangers on Broadway 
And then we sold it to the movies. And then we were nominated for an Academy Award. And we said, hey, this is easy. Why do people say show business is hard? You write a play and you sell it to the movies and you're nominated. We so thought that, it was easy. When you think something is easy, it is. You believed it too, right? You guys saw there was a need at that time and you went out and did it. And that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. The things we're seeing are, isn't funny. Let's show them what funny is. And when you think about your creativity as a writer, what makes that? that ability that you have and that gift of being able to write and make people laugh? You know, it's really stealing from life. It's really being observant and noticing how crazy your family is and all the people around you and writing about it. I think that's what writing is, just being a, a witness to how funny life is and you come up with these ideas of characters based on experiences you've had in your life or just creativity and i think that's the thing that we miss in schools today is teaching people how to write and being able to be creative just with the pen right or the pencil or the typewriter back in the day and i think that's missing because that's what makes people escape from the realities of life at times Write what you know, they always say. Write what you know. Even when I was a little girl, I knew that my mother was a little wacky. And I said, hey, someday I'm going to write about her. And Joe said that about his father. And that's what we did. We wrote about our family. And that's, that's if it's good, funny types of life, go do it, right? And, and that's the fun part of everything. How did you get your experience to be on The Nanny? How did that happen? Uh, Fran saw me and uh, made for each other that I wrote and I started with Joe and she said someday she's going to play my mother and she called me up and said you know I think you should play my mother you're a lot like her and so I did and she said you know they'll never let you be the mother because they didn't want anybody Jewish she said so just come on as a guest and let them discover you. And that's just what happened. They said, even though Renee is Jewish and we wanted an Episcopalian, she's funny. And that's great. And that that experience, this is one show, Renee, that I travel all over the world. I've seen the nanny in German, Spanish, yeah. and French. It's amazing to know one show that just got syndicated all over the world and everyone knows the nanny and it continues to live on. Is that just amazing that a show like that, when you were part of it, that would be, people would continue to watch it today and that worldwide you're known for that? Yeah. I was in Indonesia and we couldn't get a room. And then I said, oh, I'm on television in the lobby. And they said, it was in Indonesia, speaking Balinese. And I said, that's me. They said, you're a movie star. I said, I'm not a movie star. I'm a television actress. And they said, okay, we'll get you a room. Go figure. And that's the whole global thing. And how did that show become such a global hit? I know it did well in the United States, but what made it such so appealing to people worldwide? Well, the story of 
you know, an English man who's very uptight yeah. and uh, a wacky girl from Queens who's loose. And it was a wonderful uh, difference between the two characters and how she would raise the children and how he would. Right. And putting it that together and putting you together in a way that brings again, the New York style that that's something that people want to know. They want to know New York. They want to know Britain. And then you put those things together in a love story and go figure. It's a perfect show worldwide because everyone wants to either be in London or New York, right? Those are the places that everyone dreams to visit and see. Mm -hmm. The actors were wonderful. Danny, the butler was, everybody on this show was, the kids, they were all wonderful. So that's why it, they just, Fran and Peter just put a wonderful cast together. And I'm crazy about um, Mr. Sheffield. Absolutely. It's just an amazing experience. Now, I like we talked about the experience with your your late husband, and now the final project that you guys worked on together with your son. It just has to feel great. And I watched the trailer of Tango Shalom, and I'm like, wow, what a, it, it definitely reminds me of my Greek wedding and different types of stories and just, just something that makes me laugh. Just watching the trailer made me laugh. How did that project come about? And how did it happen? Tell us when you said you're going to work as a, as a family affair on this project. Well, um, the Leonardo brothers had written this script and they asked me to come to New York and read for the mother. And uh, Joe came with me and I said, uh, the script I think is funny, but it needs to be funnier. So I'll do it if Joe rewrites the script and my son directs it, and my daughter does the music, and my best friend, Lady Kazan, is the other woman. And that's how it happened. Wow. Go figure. And so they were open to that. They were open to your feedback then. And tell me how you kind of, that's a, that's a hard thing, right? You're, you're, you're auditioning for something, but you're saying, uh, I'll do it if we can change things up. And what, were the, what was their response when you first said that to them? Well, they thought I was a little crazy. Well, I don't know. And I, I meet my daughter-in-law. And then you decide. And they did. <laughs> and I guess they liked it. Exactly. And so going through this process of the film, tell us the premise of it for, without spoiling, you know, different things. And everyone needs to definitely te- check out Tango Shalom. Well, a rabbi needs money, and so he meets a dancing teacher who says if he enters a contest with her to do the tango, they could win a lot of money. And he said he'd love to, but he can't touch a woman. And she said, well, we just have to figure out how we can dance without touching the tango. And that was his vision quest, because it was a lot of money. Uh, that his school needed. And so he went around town talking to different holy men, asking how he could not give up the integrity of his religion 
and still enter this contest dancing. And a Catholic priest, a Muslim, an Indian, everybody gives him advice. And finally he figures out how he can dance without touching. And I, I was laughing so much because it's funny, the comments throughout that the trailer to expect this and say, oh my gosh, how could you not touch doing the tango, right? And the competitors of the other that are competing, they're going to go as risque as possible. Think of like what you see on Dancing with the Stars and be able to do it and win, right? If that happens. And that's the definite exciting story. And to learn the storylines and how everyone does this to have a really funny movie and you got to feel great about the finished product. Well, it's, a, right? it's a fable. Anyway, it didn't really happen, but maybe it could. Go figure. Right. And then and, and you talked about this being a family affair when it finally has come on screen. How has it felt for you to finally see the project finally finished after the blood, sweat and tears that you guys all did together and to work as a family? Uh, and I cry every time I see it because my husband, Joe, was so radiant and it was just before he went in for a cancer operation, the Wiffle. And uh, we said, you sure you're ready to shoot? I mean, it's going to be a lot of pressure. And he said, no, it'll get my mind off everything. And he was just so incandescent. Uh, when he was young, he was going to be a priest. And uh, he told me that when we were dating and he, he would have been one, except he didn't think he would be good with celibacy. There you go. And uh, he found you and you had a, such an unbelievable marriage. What do you want people to remember? Years, but my husband used to say that's Hollywood 52 years with this one, 52 years with that one. <laughs> What do you want people to remember most about Joe? About Joe? Mm -hmm. How loving he was, how kind, how funny, how talented, how sexy he was. Even as a priest, he's a very sexy priest. And do you feel like what, what made this a Hollywood romance, you two, that other people need to watch for more so that you could see these more couples in Hollywood stay together. What do you think? What was the thing that kept you guys going? Well, I think love, commitment, sense of humor, and sex is very important. <laughs> there we go. I, I, I that's, a, that's an, a very, very important thing because that's an emotional connection that keeps people together and that they know that you're the one and only for them at the end of the day, especially when you're traveling all over the place and you guys were apart a lot, right? When you were doing different shows and stuff, right? Is that correct? No, not, not much. We always, I always, even when he was doing a movie in Rio, I flew there three times because I felt he had to be watched. <laughs> That's have to be watched. <laughs> oh boy, you knew he was a heartthrob then, didn't you? Yeah, he was. Women would throw themselves at him. Really? Oh wow. <laughs> well, it's great to have your best friend, and I know you consider him your best friend, right? And that you guys could laugh together, talk, shop together, just enjoy life together. Isn't that correct? 
I just finished a book about him. I'm looking for a publisher. It's called If You Ever Leave Me, I'm Going With You. And that's what I used to tell him. Wow. Well, I think that people need to check out the film because it's funny. It's exciting. I want to have you back on after I watch it to tell you more about it if, if you'd love to come back on again. But I also want people to know that this is your passion project, something that you did as a family. And if you're a fan of Renee Taylor, you got to check out the film. And if you're a fan of comedy, go ahead. Where's the best place people? It's available. Where can people check it out? Is there a website for the film? It's on uh, Amazon now, uh, Amazon Prime, and they can watch it. I think it's $5.99. And starting tomorrow, it's going to be on the Academy Award because uh, we're eligible, they told us, to win an award for uh, writing, acting, music, sound, too bad there's no dancing category because I think the dancing is really great. The girl, Karina Smirnoff, was on Dancing with the Stars for 20 years. And this is the first time she acted and she's a natural. And of course, my friend, Lainey Kazan, who I've known over longer than I know Joe, 50 some years. I met her when we were on an understudy show. She was Barbara Streisand's understudy, and I was Ann Jackson's understudy, and that's where I met her. And we've been friends ever since. And we worked together a lot of times. We've done a lot of television shows and movies and plays together because, uh, don't tell her, but she's very funny. Well, you know what? It's just, I definitely want to help you in any way I can uh, to find people listening and watching this. You need that book publisher contact Renee today. Uh, are you on social media, Renee, that people can check you out? Is there a place for you? I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. What else is there? Instagram. Are you on Instagram? Yes. Yes. I, I was at, um, the gay parade in Palm Springs and I'm on Instagram on the gay parade. Fantastic. Well, it, we appreciate you coming by. Check out Tango Shalom. Everyone check out Renee and Renee's soon going to be an author too. I, I know it's going to happen. What a tremendous story. And uh, I'm glad to spotlight this on my show and wow. You're, you are a tremendous woman and a great story and very funny and people need to check out the film. So thanks for stopping oh, by. Very kind. Nobody, people told me you were sexy, but nobody told me you were kind. Oh, well, thanks. So I appreciate that. Thanks for the compliment and everything. And I guess uh, they have to understand I'm a kind person or I wouldn't have done 7,000 plus interviews in 12 years and interviewed major celebrities, if not, because it's all about making connection. And I feel we definitely made that connection. So thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Charlie. All right. Thank take care. You. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley show. We'll be back in just a moment.